BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Pac Romain. And I'm George Chen. And you're listening to SubDoc. On today's episode of SubDoc, we recap the 2019 Netflix documentary Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez, directed by Gina McDermott. And we get into spoilers, obviously. That is right. And here is my take on Killer Inside. Killer Inside isn't your typical true crime documentary as it veers from the how and into the wider lane of the why. This doc seems like a title in search of a story as it tries too quickly to find answers and motivations into why a millionaire and beloved NFL superstar would risk everything for a few senseless crimes. Yeah, I think that's a good take, Paco. Uh, my take on it is just they felt like they were just trying to jam every possible explanation together without ever landing on one. And then they kind of repeat the problem of like outing someone's sexuality who's not there to explain themselves, which they also suggest is why someone might commit suicide. So I don't think that's the best way to go about your documentary. But uh, here is the trailer. No one has allegedly murdered two people and then played an entire season as a professional athlete. I can't wait to be free. Aaron Hernandez from Bristol, Connecticut. I play at Bristol Central High School. Aaron Hernandez was a different level of athlete. He was kind. He wasn't someone who picked on other kids. He's one of the best players in America. Get him the ball. The Patriots reward him with a $40 million contract. Aaron Hernandez was a ticking time bomb. The why is the story here. He was out to prove something. Like a tough guy all the time. He had a second residence. The flop house. He had trouble with drugs, with guns. Aaron was absolutely operating on the edge. New England Patriot Aaron Hernandez was arrested this morning at his residence. Aaron was accused of murdering Odin Lloyd, his future brother-in-law. How can an individual who has everything get involved in something like this? I was the happiest little kid in the world, and you fucked me up. I ain't living with that. You did. I had nobody. What do you think I was going to do? Become a perfect angel? Aaron was extremely terrified of his father. Violent outbursts were not uncommon in the Hernandez home. Aaron had history of concussion-related injuries. At the drop of a hat, he became angry and violent. He had everything and threw it all away. We had to hide what we were. He was in such denial. Aaron had reason to fear for his own life. I wanted revenge. None of it makes sense. The story is not just the Aaron Hernandez story. There's a lot of lives affected by this guy. Had to be shocked for all your teammates. Next question. I'm gonna explode. 
All right, so that's the trailer for Killer Inside. And this, uh, George, uh, this three-part documentary series on Netflix really kind of took social media by storm. I know you just kind of finished it. Yeah, Um, I just finished it. And you were more aware of it when it happened, right? I wasn't really paying much attention when it happened. Well, because I was fascinated by the story when it happened. I'm a big football fan, um, I hate, and I hate the Patriots. And Everyone hates the Patriots. Everyone on the West Coast hates the Patriots, I think. Yeah, I've, yeah, you kind of have to. I mean, I hate the Cowboys and the Patriots equally, um, but they're kind of the, you know, the Darth Vader of football teams because they mm-hmm. win all the time, and nobody likes that. So <laughs> I, re- I remember when this was all going down, and, and Aaron Hernandez was, like, going to be be basically like a, an all-star, maybe Hall of Famer tight end, you know. So it was very, very um, startling and surprising for everybody. And so mm-hmm. when I saw this on Netflix, I was—I mean, this is my jam. It's got sports, true crime, murder, you know, and everything else. So I was very excited when I saw this on, on Netflix. Yeah, I can't say that I was particularly excited about this. Um, I know that there was a big podcast about this called Gladiator. Wondery did a podcast about it. Um, And I, again, know very little about football in general, but for some reason, every... When I was watching this, I'm like, oh, that guy was a Patriot? Oh, that guy was a Patriot. Oh, that guy was a Patriot. I'm like, oh, I know Bill Belichick is just like someone I like to make fun of because he just looks like... Uh, a divorced dad. He's like the yes. most iconic divorced dad look. But um, no, just cut I mean, off sleeves and everything. Yeah, I, there was just the the way that they structured this. I gotta say, it um, you know it, it had the salacious like uh, cliffhangers that you expect with a Netflix docu series. It seems like they were originally just trying to make a documentary, and then the story just kind of kept spilling out in all these different directions so it just turned into a three-parter yeah Uh, the the many branches and avenues that this documentary took i found myself just being like what 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 what's the point here what are we what are we after like i don't need to know all of these different variations of why aaron hernandez did what he did you know it's like especially with like some of the like i thought um more of the like almost like red herrings in a sense, you know? Um, yeah, a lot of red herrings. Like, yeah, and it's like, you know, uh, I thought it kind of cheapened it. I will say, I think the documentary is very watchable. It's well made. And I think it's a very interesting and compelling story. However, it's like, you know, the did he have, was he gay? Was he molested? You know, his mm-hmm. father stuff, his mother didn't Seems love like he him was enough. molested, though, for sure. Who knows? I don't know. Oh, you think that's not, that's not true. Okay. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, who knows? I don't, all I know is, is the, the legal stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, for me, it's like, I I feel like Killer Inside spent way too much time on Aaron Hernandez's why and not uh, enough of from the, for the victim side of things. Mm -hmm. And not enough of the, why, why do we, like, if he was not a, millionaire NFL superstar, would we care? Or like, I guess, would he have been enabled to do all this stuff and have this sort of layer of protection where he thought he could get away with stuff if he hadn't been like a sports star? But I I mean, I guess I do agree with you in like the craft of the, of the series in that like it made me kind of like question uh, like when they kind of got to 
the second trial, which technically was murders that happened earlier than the main right. murder, <laughs> like that didn't get introduced till like the second season or second uh, episode. Like they really like got me flip flopping on everything, which I guess just shows that I'm gullible if if they're not great filmmakers and I'm just so gullible. I'm just like, yeah, you put those uh, scenes in a certain order, and I uh, I believed what the Fancy defense attorney said that time. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that is like kind of kind of clever filmmaking. And, you know, that's why I think a lot of now documentary films get some pushback because they're not necessarily a true factual uh, representation of what happened. Mm. A lot of times it's like, oh, these filmmakers were biased and they have an agenda and they they need to hook you in and stuff. And that's why, you know, to me, which I said in my review, it's not like this is not a true true crime documentary in that it just unfolding historically and chronologically. This is more of a, like an expose on a wealthy guy that had like, you know, a horrible upbringing or something, you know, it's like, it just didn't feel, felt kind of weird to me. You mean like in, so when your mind, when you think of true crime as a genre, what are the hallmarks of true true crime that weren't getting hit here then? Well, I, I would say, Less of the why and more of the how. Okay. When you see true, true crime, it's how did these things happen? Like what, you know, first this guy went here, then he did this, and then he did this. You know, it's like chronologically the hows. They had video of it. They had video of so much of this. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's this was more about the why. It was like, why why did he do, was it because of his dad? Was it because he was gay? Was it because he had CTE? Was he molested? His mom was not too close enough to him. It's like, well, there's a lot of football players with CTE that had horrible dads that were molested that their moms didn't hug them enough. They didn't kill anybody. Yeah. There's like still like the, I listened to uh, another podcast, which is uh, with the director of this. And it's like, they still don't know why Odin Lloyd was killed. Like there is never, the main murders in here have like no explanation really. Like there is got, there's gotta be a motive, but whether it was a coherent motive or, you know, what about those two other guys? Like, they were there. Like, they didn't ever say anything. I know, like, yeah. No interviews with those guys. Uh, I would have loved an interview with Alexander Bradley, but we did not get an interview with Alexander Bradley. It seemed like he got basically an immunity deal for testifying against Aaron mm-hmm. Hernandez. Right, 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 right. And then there's the the uh, star, basically, of these of this doc series is the, um, the dad and the son. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, they're definitely compelling characters in yeah. the whole thing. Like, the guy who basically was a football player grew up with Aaron. They were sexually involved in high school. And the dad, I think you pointed out, like, yeah, like, the dad is actually, like, kind of, like, a reformed homophobe or something. Yeah, obviously. I mean, he's like, yeah, you know, the fucking guys is not supposed to kiss each other. Then finds out his son's gay, and he like transforms himself to be like, this is beautiful. This is, yeah. You know, he's my son, and I love him. And it would have been great if he and Aaron could have had a life together as a couple. And just like, oh, Dad. I don't know if that is necessarily would have prevented the murders. <laughs> That's no. like a big question. It's like, would you want to be married to this guy anyway? If like, yeah, well, he's doing life in jail, but uh, I'm. I may not get any money from this, and uh, yeah, yeah like I don't true. know. If that was the best fate for uh, Dennis. Is that his name, Dan- Danny Dennis? Um, yeah, t- to be saddled with this, um, like g- a guy who is like a stoner murderer, 
like <laughs> and loves Harry a, Potter, but very, very rich, very rich, very well compensated. Oh yeah, there were yeah. so many. There, God damn it! I you know what I did? I watched. Uh, like I would say, I was like ninety percent done with this, and there was still like a half hour left on it, and I came back and finished that today. I'm like, whoa! It went so many directions in the last half hour. So many, so many directions. like side things that were going on. I'm like, well, and, yeah, <sighs> it makes sense that it was a three part series. I was actually, I didn't realize it was a three part series when I first watched it, and I was like, well, this is a weird ending. And I was like, oh, oh shit, there's more. <laughs> you didn't know, you right? You didn't know. You just started it, and then it just like did that thing where it rolls off, and you're just like, what a weird way to end this. Oh, okay, part two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. The Netflix, I, I was you like, got Netflix. You got yeah, you got net roll, <laughs> sir. You just got Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Rick, Rick rolled that, by uh, the, by the the service. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and, and the the documentary raises interesting questions. Again, it's mostly why and not much how. Um, and you uh, have a clip uh, with the defense attorney that you want to play. So let's actually uh, go into that clip and take a listen to this. It's all about the business of football whether it's on the collegiate level or whether it's on the professional level, and very little to do with what ultimately become an expended asset of the business, which are these players in the end. I believe that if someone had made football less important and Aaron's life and his behavior more important, the outcomes may have been different. I like that defense attorney for a lot of reasons, but uh, it seemed like he was like, I'm gay, and this isn't like a legitimate thing to bring up in like a court of law. And uh, I think that the court actually backed him up on that. Like they were going to bring in a witness. They never said what witness they were going to bring in. Right. They they claimed they were going to bring in a witness that was going to be like, well, this is someone that can attest to a possible motive that has something to do with his sexuality. And he's like, um, that you can't really bring up like a gay panic as like uh, in a courtroom, you know, as like. Think not yet. A, Thank God. Maybe they, I mean, they probably have done it in the past, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, this is a very complicated part of this that I feel like was the discussion about this documentary that people. I, I, you know, I read sort of like people commenting on it and being like, well, I don't know why they needed to go there. And for, I wouldn't say there's like no reason to go there if you're trying to establish some kind of motive, but nothing is conclusive. So it is all just speculation. So it's like, it's like, well, let's speculate on this. But then like, as like a reason for the final suicide. And it's just like, I don't know. I, that sort of sticks in my craw a little bit. If you, how do you like kind of address that, bring it up and be like, well, actually, we don't have a conclusion. We're not even like going to say this is why. We're just going to yeah. bring it up as a possible this is why and not even like, yeah. There, I, I, po- yep. what, are, what is the most, what is like, what is the uh, thing they call Damocles, the sort of the Gordian knot or whatever, like the most simple solution is probably the correct solution what is that occam's yeah. razor which That's one is occam's that? razor yeah what is gordian knot is that something else completely i think that is a puzzle that can't be solved or something well I don't that, know. that kind of applies as yeah. well but occam's razor i'm like what are the most obvious reasons that this would have happened um right. someone was super um and felt super entitled right and was 
had bad impulse control and was really paranoid. And yeah, I don't know. At least for the Odin Lloyd murder, like that's what we can say. There's still not really a good explanation for the other murders. No, there isn't. Other than he was a complete just thug that had problems controlling his anger and thought that he was above the law. I mean, that's what I mean. That's how that's the conclusion I came up with is that he just kind of felt entitled by at some point because he probably had gotten away with crimes a lot over his lifetime and right. felt like he could get away with it. What I think is crazy is that like if I felt like some guy I knew was coming to pick me up to kill me, I would not get in the fucking car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if yeah. I had to text my girlfriend and be like, if I don't make it, it's because of NFL guy. Like, that, I, I don't, I just don't understand that. Do you, what, How, your, like what, your, your sister's fiance, he could have said right. that. Like, yes. Just, yes. Oh, the coat. It was reminding me, like, now of like, have you watched Uncut Gems? Yes. Yes. Like, like, yeah, there's a lot of getting in cars in that movie. I'm there's a like, lot of getting in cars. What the fuck? What are you doing? Yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of cars. cars. Like you, I know, sometimes and you can't not get in a car. Is that right? I mean, have you ever gotten into a car that you didn't want to get into? Um, no, I haven't. But um, like, well, like, yeah, maybe. Like, if you're in a, let's say you're in a country you don't know very well, and there's like someone's there, and they got the sign oh. with your name, maybe you'd just do it. But yeah. no, I mean, like, yeah, not from like Connecticut to like Boston or whatever. I mean, Boston to Connecticut mm -hmm. reverse. Um, yeah. I have also heard that Connecticut is a rough place to grow up and is a Absolutely. rough state overall. And I think people don't realize that because I think we confuse like Northeastern states with being like all like Maine or something. Yes. Genteel like guys with corduroy jackets and, and uh, elbow uh, covers and teaching creative writing. And mm -hmm. yeah. But and yeah, the, no. Can, the Patriots play in Boston or like what? Like Massachusetts? They're like by Boston, the Greater Boston area. Like yeah, the Patriots Stadium. So yeah, like he was close enough to the place he grew up in. Where? What about this thing about the Patriots paying for him to have a second apartment? Yeah. When the that's rationale crazy. was like, I'm worried that my wife and child could get hurt. Oh, just give me like a trap house, essentially. Right. That's what he had. He had a trap house. That, I mean, he so he could smoke weed and fucking get whatever he wanted to have done. You know, like to do whatever he wanted. I mean, it's crazy. And then the, the the talking the neighbor part was crazy. Oh, that neighbor! There's so many of these weird things that happen in this documentary. You know, not just the interview with the the guy and his son, but the yeah. you know the next door neighbor lady and. This reminds me of um, having just seen uh, I Love You Now Die. Like, how many archaic rules there are in Massachusetts because it's one of the right. oldest states settled yeah. by Puritans. Yeah, you <laughs> can't like, have a witch and a duck in the same room. It's like uh, there's an abatement clause. There's, right. like, whatever Michelle Carter's, uh, like, you know, uh, whatever they got her on. Just, like, the Commonwealth has... A lot of weird laws. She was just released. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like three days ago. Um, yeah, for, Twitter has a very uh, negative reactions towards Well, yes, yeah. of course. Of I mean, course. it's Twitter. It's where all negative reactions live. Um, did is. you see any real critiques of this uh, film or this series come out anywhere? Did you see any, any uh, yeah, real yeah, negative sure. commentary about this one? 
I did. I, I mean, most of the research I did was negative in that people just thought it was too much of a shotgun blast and not like specifically focused enough. Like, like kind of what you were Good saying in your review. Good choice of words. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the, it's more of like, you um, know, just an assassin kill. Uh, <laughs> they didn't quite kill it, but they did take a shotgun blast. But like what you were saying, like, it was kind of all like over the place. Alexander Bradley. There was yeah. one eye working at the end of this. Uh, oh, that that guy looked... When he was on the when he was in the witness chair, he was just like, ugh, it's like a got caught, you know. Well, you, you yeah, you know, the, I didn't realize this was confirmed upon subsequent research. He did lose that eye in that shooting. They don't really right. explain that, but right, like, no, they, they do. Yeah. Brief, the, the thing about docs like this is you sh- almost have to watch them two or three times. Like I have oh, now I watched. That's this, like nine hours. I know, man. See, yeah, I I got time, but you don't. So I've I've watched it one <laughs> one and a half times. Don't admit uh, that on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have time. It's I just mean, I have yeah. more time. Yeah. Um, I watching it one and a half times over. There was stuff I I didn't realize that his aunt. So they talk about this weird oh, the connection. He, it was rather his cousin. Sorry. Yeah, she's like an aunt. It's probably like a second cousin who's like the yeah. old, the age of an aunt. Yeah. Whatever strange relationship he had with her, but oh, I didn't yeah. realize he drove his accomp like she drove his accomplices away. Oh yeah, that's right. She drove the dude to Georgia, then got him a, a bus ticket to Florida. Uh, he she helped the other guy plus the fucking car that she hid in her garage. Yeah, that is a ride or die, as you would say. Uh, right <laughs> and ride, ride and die in this case. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that seems like the most the closest relationship he really has with anyone. I feel like, man, I feel kind of bad for. Do you feel bad for the fiance, or do you? What do you think with the fiance? Fuck, that's a good question, man. Jenkins. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to take like a horrible p- political stand on it and say both. I, I feel like she was an accomplice because she hid. The, she's got rid of the murder. <laughs> That's <weapon. Yeah>. right. <laughs> she, how is she not on trial as an accessory? I don't know. Because like, the heaviest <laughs> garbage bag, the heaviest garbage bag on your sh- own camera system. Yeah. Oh, dude, people. Own, that these people are hoisted by their own camera system also. Like ain't this. Uh, they are. I mean, talk about again about true like classic true crime is usually about career criminals. These these guys like obviously Fargo. This is like the Fargo TV. Uh, this is like Fargo season that's five. Funny. Oh my god, I can't wait for Fargo. Oh, yeah. It's coming out. It's Chris good. Rock is in it, the new season. Yes. But I, I feel bad for her because, you know, she loved the guy. She had a, her baby, you know, and, and I always I have a soft heart for everybody that seems like they're a victim. But she was also obviously an accomplice. So, you know, I mean, I'm, she's probably lucky she's not in jail. And I just watched the teary eyed uh, video of her being like, you know, I wish I had known he was gay. Have you seen that yet? Yeah, I just sent that to you in Slack, too. I was like the ABC interview and I was going to bring yeah. that up. Um, yeah, she's like, I wish. I could have told him it was okay and I'd still love him and stuff. And Uh-oh. I mean, maybe that is true on some level, but I mean, like if it was basically like it is part of it, like obviously there was side action occurring during the relationship. Uh, I mean, like they met in high school, right? So this yeah. whole time when he's off in college, I'm sure there was a lot of uh, experimentation going on. So uh, I don't know. I mean, that that is hard though, like, because uh, she is also, you know, like the the kid is totally innocent of everything, like the daughter is yeah. now like eight, and yeah. she's basically like now 
her teachers are watching this. You know, her yeah, teachers are watching this series. Well, Netflix. she's old enough to watch it now, and then she's going to hear know. her You don't let voice. an eight-year-old watch this? I guess it's Netflix. No one's stopping yeah. her. Uh, but, it's like you know, right I had a... <laughs> I had a lot of my friends ask me like how like how were they able to get the audio from oh, that was the my question too. Did you find an answer? It's freedom of information. It's actually oh. public information because we pay for those prisons, our That's tax right. dollars. So that's oh. actually uh, public information, and you can do a um, FOI on it and get copies of it because, yeah, it's out there. I don't know how long they hold on to them after a prisoner's deceased, but the other theory I heard about that, about him killing himself, was that his that way his uh, wife and daughter were able to get his money from the Patriots. Right. They brought that up in, in here, and like, yeah. did, did, sounds like that didn't shake out. I don't really know. I don't think it did, but that was a theory. Was and that he? Uh, that was like it, another like side twist. It was just like the reason right. everyone in this prison knew about abatement was this right. uh, pederast priest was murdered the moment he stepped foot on the general public floor, and yes. so everyone in there was like, "Oh, uh, you, you're not guilty if you're murdered during an appeal." So that was yeah. interesting uh, side thing to learn again. Um, Odin Lloyd's mom uh, actually convinces Massachusetts to change the abatement law, which must go back to literally witch trials. Yeah, like it's got to be way, yeah. way the fuck back. Fucking so it's like a lot of those witches were not convicted. If you think right, about yeah. it, those witches they were died. actually never convicted, but uh, burned at the stake nonetheless. Hmm, we just had kind of a trial of a, that recently in a the witch- Senate. Oh, a witch trial? <laughs> is that what <laughs> you're saying? Really. Are you Just saying it was bit. all a witch trial? Are you saying <laughs> Marie Ivanovich is a witch? Is that <laughs> what you're claiming? No, I am not. Mar- Mar- Marie Abramovich and Marina Abramovich and Marie Ivanovich. I wouldn't say it was a witch trial. I'd say it was a Mitch trial. Yeah. Um, Boom. Um, um, is it? Yeah. A, a Mitch. A McConnell. I got nothing. Uh, All right. So let's get into scoring this doc. So now we have a, a, a scoring platform called the Herzogs um, from one to 10 Herzogs that we will recommend it or not. Why don't you go ahead, George, and tell the people how do you rate this? Yeah, you know what? We could make this a one to five because I don't see a lot of half Herzogs running around. I don't see a one half of a Herzog. Like what, what half would you accept? The top or bottom half of a Herzog? Top. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the, the most that, interesting. The half that can just be like, "Why did you sever me at my midsection?" Um, <laughs> I would give it a six. I mean, that's like a three out of five. I'm good yeah. at math. Uh, yeah, like a strong D. I mean, form wise and research wise is good. What you want is access to something you can't have access to, which is Aaron Hernandez, and like. The whole thing that I learned in this other interview with the filmmakers was they were actually working on this before he killed himself, right? So they were working on this story the whole time. And then the big, the, when they when he killed himself, they're like, well, shit, now we need to revise how we're approaching this entire story. Because you're oh, never going to get that jail cell interview that you right. thought you were going to get. I mean, even if he kind of lied during the jail cell interview, it'd at least be like, you know, something that you could provide. And here it's like all these tertiary figures, like 
like even though he was involved with that guy in high school, it's like that guy had no idea what happened those last few years of his life around them or, or what happened around the murder. You know, like he didn't keep in touch with that guy. Right. Um, or like some of his college buddies, like were th- was he really like talking to all his college buddies? Uh, or like, yo, like I'm going to confess in this recording. Um, right, right, right. Uh, and know. the other person that you would want was like the cousin who also passed away. So no one knows what no. happened and it's all guesswork. And that so, is right. I yeah, mean, that's, yeah. it's pure speculation and that's part of the problem. But I guess the, one of the reasons they use his uh, prison re- voice recordings to have his like voice represented in the dock through his recordings, I suppose. But let's, um, let's play cast this dock. Gotta cast this dock. All right, so George, who would you cast in this doc? Well, I I I don't have I can't think of anyone for Aaron Hernandez. Like you kind of like think like maybe back in the day The Rock could have done it. I guess like a young The Rock would have worked. But um I always feel like Bill Belichick and like Steve Bannon look kind of similar. Like they kind of are like blending (laughs) the same like doughy uh, angry person that will go hang out with Trump. Um, right. I, yeah, God, I, I didn't remember that he killed himself the day the Patriots went to the White House. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, well, that's how something. did that, that, if you were going to try to like steal some thunder, I think that is one way to do that's it. The, that's on your fucking calendars where you put that. You're like suicide day of White House meeting. Yeah, like yeah, your former that's... teammates. Are like no questions, please. No one answer any questions. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Steve Bannon, Bill Belichick. I think that's got it. What's the name of the owner? Kraft. Oh, Robert Kraft. Right. I didn't have anyone for him. Just like a generic. You know, would be kind of an interesting. Go a totally different direction. Uh, for for him would be like you know like a Wallace Shawn or something. You just go completely like a diff- like not just anti casting in a way. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, or That's like funny. Uh, uh, I I I uh, had n- I don't really have anyone else nailed for anyone. Um, yeah. What about you? For um, Aaron Hernandez, Brendan Schaub, I think would be perfect. Um, the re- former wrestler, fighter, now stand-up comedian. Oh, um, okay. F- famous for his uh, podcast, The Fighter and the Kid. Okay, um, with uh, Brian it, Callen, that guy. Yeah, with Brian Callen. Yeah, I think he would. He's. I, I think the obvious pick for the uh, the to for the biopic of this documentary, and then for um, the father of the son, uh, the guy that played Bobby Bacchieri in The Sopranos. Um, which Steve Sharipa is uh, that actor. I think uh, those are my picks for okay. cast this doc. I thought you were going to say Bobby Cannavale, but uh, this is one thing. This is one Boston story where I don't see Bobby Cannavale anywhere in it. I don't really see him. <laughs> <sitting enough>. um, <laughs> gosh. Um, I, yeah, I don't think they should make this into a biopic though. So it'll be like, or maybe it could be good. I mean like that, Cuba Gooding Jr. OJ thing ended up being kind of good. It was really good. I loved I loved Oh, you know, I didn't do my Herzogs. Oh, I, yeah. I I had originally given this eight Herzogs. I'm going to now uh, downgrade it to seven Herzogs after watching it for um, 
uh, one and a half times. I just feel like it was kind of a scatter shot and all over the place. Um, I thought it was visually great. I think it's a great film. I think they did a great job of editing and the score and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of like it kind of misses the point. I think it kind of misses home. Yeah. Um, so here we go. So let's uh, let's. Um, it's a choose your own adventure, really. It <laughs> is basically a choose your own adventure. So uh, there you go. So George gives it six Herzogs. I give it seven Herzogs. You can watch it on Netflix. Um, if you liked it or you did not like it, email us at subdocpodcast at gmail or hit us up on Twitter at subdocpodcast or or even Instagram. Let us know how you felt about Killer Insides. All right. So let's get to some news and some um, updates and. Anything else we want to gab about? Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, you, anything you've seen recently that you're excited, or some some you've seen described that you're interested in seeing? Uh, some some new docs. Um, there is there's a Clash doc that's supposed to be coming out that I want to wouldn't mind seeing. Um, I think it's their fiftieth anniversary. Oh 40th my gosh! Anniversary? Oh yeah. Something. Let's see. What year did London Calling come out? Probably 76, 77. Yeah. Something wow. like that. So I'm kind of interested in that. Um, I love the clash. So I think that would be fun, um, to check out. But, um, that is about the, the only one that I've seen lately that kind yeah. of strikes my fancy. Oh, you know, this is kind of a follow up to an old episode. If you go back and listen to my interview with William Badgley, he just made, uh, I, I had seen a rough cut like a year and a half ago, of his Don Letts documentary. That ties into The Clash. Don Letts uh, made, like, the Ross Casbah video, f- like, was a, a documentarian uh, photographer for all the early London punk scene. Oh, and nice. he was in Big Audio Dynamite with Mick Jones. So he, um, yeah, the film just, I believe, debuted at, I want to say, Rotterdam Film Festival in the Netherlands. Okay. So yeah, uh, William Badgley was just posting about that. So that looks awesome. So that's a good crossover with the Clash. I'm sure oh, yeah, like Don awesome. Letts probably provided a bunch of footage and like uh, photography uh, for archive for for that Clash film. Nice. Um, I actually a friend of mine made a film that just debuted at Sundance called Feels Good Man, which is about Matt Fury and the Pepe the Frog. Uh, the afterlife of yeah. the, the Pepe the Frog meme and kind of like this very complicated uh, evolution of basically online culture and like memes and nice. the alt-right and a lot of like, it really kind of, the part of it is like a documentary about like 4chan culture and just like kind of this this life of what we think of as these, these basement dwelling uh, neckbeard people, right? Uh, and just kind of like how sad that life actually is, and like how much Pepe came to represent that for other for people, and then like sort of the downward spiral of being online in the four chan, eight chan world. So oh, wow. a lot of it's about that. Uh, Arthur and that Jones, Pepe, the Pepe didn't start out as a alt right champion logo. No, like the whole Pepe the Frog thing was actually a San Francisco underground cartoonist named Matt Fury, and the whole thing totally got away from him. He like posted on MySpace, and people started using the meme for like weightlifting, and then it just totally transmogrified inside of the 4chan like ecology, and to the point where the kind of the tipping point is like Donald Trump reposting a picture of him as Pepe, and oh, then man. just like. Then the Clinton campaign saying, uh, there's so much in here. And I'm hoping that uh, Arthur will come on the show 
and talk to us. He said he was down. So, Arthur, I'm holding you to cool. that. Yeah. And uh, Sundance seemed like uh, a bunch of good reviews came out from Sundance for the film. And I'm hoping this is one of those films that gets picked up and will have a pretty wide streaming release sometime in the next few months. So, Feels uh, Good awesome. Man, Arthur Jones' debut documentary. He's an animator by trade. So this is his first time. And I remember him telling me about working on this a couple of years ago when I first met him. He was like, I'm actually working on something with Matt Fury about this oh, thing. Oh, cool. I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be great. It's a great topic. Nice. Um, fantastic. Well, let's pitch a doc. Um, I have an idea for a doc that I want to see badly. And do you, you know on on social media or Facebook, Twitter, whatever, when there's this thing where people write, how old were you when you learned dot, dot, dot? Oh, yeah, yeah. I want a documentary about those things. I the other and the reason I bring this up, George, is because you know how I struggle with fitted sheets. You know how horrible that is in my life. Um, my right, friend, is, is this about to be a sponsored campaign? Like, <laughs> did we get an much, advertiser we didn't know about? What are you talking? <laughs> about? You know how much I love Serta Rust. You know, I my friend the other day on Facebook said today I I, I learned I was forty years old when I learned that the tag in the fitted sheet goes on the lower right-hand side of the mattress. That's how you know it fits. That's where it goes for the fitted sheet to fit properly. Oh. And I, I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking amazing, and I need this in my life. So, so you, you want a whole documentary about the meme or about you not knowing about the sheets? No, about mostly sheet about, tag? like, someone else wrote, did you know that, um, like eight percent, or you know, uh, the, a percentage works backwards. So you know, oh 8 yeah, I saw of, that. Yeah, yeah. So like that to me is amazing. I, I want a documentary about all those little tidbits because I didn't know that either. You know, so the percentages work backwards. You know, eight uh, percent of twenty five is the same as twenty five percent of eight. You know, so it's like yeah. I want a documentary of just that kind of stuff, and I want someone like fun and fancy to. I like uh, I want Jack Black to narrate it. And to um, be the host. So almost like what you want is like children's programming, but for adults oh, that didn't learn that's things. my entire life, dude. That is, I what feel I want seen, is George. For someone to explain something that children should know, but somehow I missed. Hashtag life hack, dog. Yeah. That's what I'm after. So what, what do you got, buddy? Um, I kind of had two ideas, but like the first one was actually, I was uh, saw a posting from one of our former guests, Jody Willie, and I guess she was uh, part of the programming for the first LA. Uh, there's a uh, film festival about uh, films about disabilities called Real Abilities, R E E L. And then I was I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Um, and then it's been a festival that travels from city to city. It's been around for like ten years or something. So I think there could be a really interesting documentary just about this uh, film festival targeted for films about representing disability. So that seems that's like, awesome. and like they could just show it at the film festival. So yeah, it's a built in audience for that. That already, is yeah. awesome. Um, great. So that is, that is pitch a doc. Um, I think both of those docs would be amazing. So if you're a documentary filmmaker, please just make those. Um, and if you have any doc that you're working on and you want to promote, just get a hold of us at SupDoc 
uh, podcast at gmail.com. We'll talk. We'll do a little talking. Um, also, we are on Patreon. Don't forget, you can support SupDoc on Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com uh, slash podcast. Give whatever you can until it hurts, folks. Um, and what, what are you up to in the next couple of weeks, George? What's going on? Uh, well, I think by the time this airs, the Super Bowl will have happened, and I have no money on that at all, so it doesn't matter to <laughs> okay. me. You're in... Sam, you're in 49er country, but uh, down here, I don't think people care too much. I like, yeah, I'm, I'll take the 49ers of the Patriots uh, in general supports. Uh, but yeah, I have a show on the 6th, uh, this Thursday, the 6th at Giant Robot Comedy Night. Irene Two is doing it. Uh, it's a oh, show nice. I run with Jessica Seeley and Curtis Cook. And my show, Real Pain, is back on February 15th at. Real Pain Fine Arts. Uh, you can find both of those on Eventbrite. That's a show in Mid City. Marcella Gales just joined the lineup. Uh, awesome. It's going to be a fun show. And March, first Sunday in March, I am doing Weirdo Night at the Zebulon Dynasty Handbags Night. So yeah, fantastic. I um I've got jury duty next week, which is going to be fun. <laughs> uh, Who books that? Who books that? <laughs> <laughs> the Supreme Superior Court of San Francisco. I'm going to be at the Flamingo Resort on February 7th doing a show there. That's in Santa Rosa, and I'll be uh, in San Francisco doing a bunch of shows for the rest of the month of February. Um, I'll also be in Vegas. Uh, February 29th at the House of Blues. Now that's going to be a good show oh. with uh, my buddy Stephen Lynch. Nice. So if you're in Vegas, come by that. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Yeah. George, this is awesome. Yeah, and you um, find our dates on our website, subtalkpodcast.com. Uh, find uh, descriptions of everything that we talk about on there as well. That's right. Remember, folks, truth is stranger than fiction, so keep watching documentaries. Keep listening to Subtalk Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.